0: Talking with Topher is sponsored by SlowdownClothing.BigCartel.com, New Hampshire Vape Gallery, and NaturalBossNH.com. More on that later. Let's get into episode eighty. What is happening, TWT fans? It is so good to be back. It's a beautiful Monday afternoon. That's right, October 11th at about 4 o'clock. And for you, it's Thursday, October 14th. So happy Thursday to all of you out there. I'm going to start this off real quick by, well, I want to do the guess guessing the weather segment. And I'm going to do it in the beginning of my episode's from here on out i hope uh so thursday october 14th it's supposed to be 76 degrees partly cloudy mostly sunny so let's see if i'm right i don't know i figured this would be kind of fun so i want to start off by saying thank you thank you to all of you out there for subscribing Uh, commenting, sharing, rating, reviewing, doing all the things I've asked you to do. I greatly appreciate it and want to send a big thank you to all of you out there. If you are new to the podcast, you're watching, you're listening, are you subscribing? you need to be hitting that subscribe button. That's right. If you're already watching and listening, just hit the subscribe button. It's the only thing I'm asking you to do. It keeps me coming back week after week. And then, of course, if you want to help the podcast grow, set the alarm so you know when all the new episodes upload. Uh, Share, rate, review, comment. Make comments. Make friends in the comments. All of that helps the algorithm, and it helps push the podcast out into the public. All right, so I need your help to make the podcast bigger. But to keep me coming back week after week, all you got to do is hit that little subscribe button. Um, If you want to get more involved with the podcast, yeah, you want to get more involved with something that you're enjoying? Well, you can do that with this podcast by sending an email to T-A-L-K-I-N with at gmail.com. You can ask me any question you want. Maybe you got a story. If you've got a story and you want me to tell it, I will. But you're going to get some free merch. That's right. You'll get free merch for your story. It's that easy. All you got to do is put slowdown in the subject line. Send the email over to T-A-L-K-I-N with at gmail.com. And then, bing, bang, boom. You get free merch, I tell your story, and that's it. It's just super, super simple, and if you want to get involved with the podcast, I welcome it. Yes, I do. And then, of course, if you want to follow me on all social media, I'm out there. That's right. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. You can go, you can follow. Um, Some weeks are better than others, but I always try to put out as much content as I can, and I, agree, I greatly appreciate the follow. Again, you can follow me on all social media. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. All the handles are located at the bottom of the screen. And, of course, they're always in the description underneath this video. Along with the email and everything else that I do, I do timestamps for every video now. So you can go there, go to your favorite section, of the podcast, but if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. All right, and now with all of that out of the way, it is time to get into today's episode. Ah, what a week it has been. Yes, a crazy week. I had such a good time. I took some time off of work, and it was just awesome. It was awesome, awesome, greatly, greatly needed. I I don't know why we all try to run ourselves into the ground or why it's so hard for us to take time off because it was absolutely needed. I got to decompress. I got to enjoy some time with my wife. And it was just amazing. It was just amazing, and I recommend if you've got any vacation time to use and you're like, I can't not be at work, I've got to stay, I'll just wait until the end, don't. If you've got something you need to get done or something you want to do, take that vacation time. That's what it's there for. It's so we can recalibrate ourselves, and then we go back to doing our job as a happier person. That's what I got from it and i'm definitely got some more time to take off and i'm definitely going to be using it as soon as i can but s- let's get into the weekly roundup yes because it was a crazy week for me i let's see tuesday was just a normal day at work no big deal um friggin got some stuff done got my orders done and cleaned up shop got it ready and then Wednesday, uh, went to jujitsu class as always. Uh, as every thir- as every Wednesday, I try to get to class. Now I'm starting to go to class again. I'm starting to be on the regular with my Monday and Wednesday classes, which are so needed in my life. Um, I just, I really need that, and I don't care how much pain I'm in. I don't care how much tape I have to put on my hands. I don't care how bad my knee's hurting me right now. I need to be there, and I just do what I'm capable of doing. And I think that's what a lot of people, um, you know, when you get injured, you're like, oh, I can't go on the mats until I'm healed. I can't do this until I'm healed. But when you heal and you haven't gone, do you go back? A lot of people don't. And that's where I was at. I was like, oh, wow, I've taken so much time off. What do I want to go back for? I'm like, wait a minute. What do you mean, why do you want to knock? What are you talking about? This isn't an option. You need this to progress in your life. The the, the things that helped change my life were good friends, jujitsu, and obviously a close call uh, with losing my license again. So, all of these things, including many others, have reshaped me as a person today. And I'm just, I'm telling you, if you do something that you enjoy and you get injured, you can still do that. You just can't do it the way you used to. So, when you, when I dislocated my thumb popped my joint. Now I just have to wear a lot of tape on my thumb. All right. I tape it up. My finger popped. I tape up my fingers, the tip of my finger. And no, I'm not flicking you off, but the tip of my finger popped last week. I just tape that up. So I just keep adding tape and I just keep doing what I'm capable of doing. And now I'm getting back into my regular schedule. I am getting so close to finally letting the dogs run around the backyard. I can taste it. I've got two weeks left of this watering of the grass, and then I'm done. Whatever happens after this next two weeks, I can't care anymore. I, I got to move on with life. The ground's going to freeze. The grass will grow back, hopefully, nice next year. But my dogs need to go running, and I need my time back. I need my Thursday jujitsu back in my life. So that's what I'm working on right now. And so Wednesday, when I got out of class, um, after having a great work, great, great work, I friggin' come home, I start editing, and everything went so smooth. I don't know what <clears throat> I'm doing differently, but moving everything up into the podcast studio has made life better so much better. I finished editing, uh, uploading or exporting and uploading, and then description by 11. If I can continue that every week, I just gained three hours of my life back. And that's just from stopping using the laptop. So I'm finding all these ways to make my life a little bit easier and get a little bit more of my time back so I can sleep a little bit more. So, I can get stuff done around the house. And then um, after Wednesday, I had to go open the shop uh, for Joe so that he could do some stuff. And then he was covering for me Friday and Saturday. Um, So, I go into work and it was a great day. You know, I, as soon as I got there, I wanted to go home, right? Because you know, you're not going back for like four days, and you're like, it's just so excited. When, you, when you're about to hit vacation, you're, you're in vacation mode. You're like, I just, it's not that you don't care, but you're just not going to let as many things bother you because now you get to let go, right? So I'm in that mood all day, just happy, happy, happy. I get out of work. I get home. I'm all excited. I don't have to go back to work, and we are going to Joe Rogan. Friday night at the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. And I have been looking forward to this show since August 10th of 2020 is when I purchased the tickets. The show is supposed to be October 14th of 2020, um, but that got canceled and postponed. And he's one of the few that didn't completely cancel his show. So Friday shows up. And I'm doing all my stuff, and I'm I'm, I'm getting projects done around the house. I, 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 I mowed the lawn. I resealed the tree trunk that puts the second coat on it. That's done. Um, went, went around the house, got some more of the gym situated, uh, built some more of the equipment. Um, the Dex 2 that showed up uh, for the replacement part was incorrect. So now I'm waiting on another replacement part. But... It's kind of funny because they sent me uh, completely, like, it's the same thing, but for some reason it was, like, light gray, and my wife looks at it, and she goes, oh, well, that's not a bad thing. It's two-tone. It matches your treadmill, and I go, yeah, but when I purchased it and they sent it to me originally, it was gunmetal, and then they sent me this gray one, and it's got, like, a little round knob on it, and everything's black. And I'm like, it just seems like a cheaper version. So I take pictures of all of this. I send them the emails. Actually, it was, yeah, I send them all the emails. And, of course, they don't get back to me until today. So uh, they didn't even call me. They didn't send a question at all. They saw the picture. They saw that I felt it was incorrect and a lesser model. I literally got shipping confirmation this morning that they shipped out another part. So even though I'm having some complications with this company, I'm going to have to say they're awesome. Anybody who just ships you out a replacement part without question, I mean, amazing. And it also makes me think I was right. I think, like, Tyler and I looked it up this morning, and he noticed that the model... And that color was from 2020. So I think I had the 2021 model. So that's getting fixed. I didn't get to build that, but I'm putting the rest of the gym. I put the cage together. I got that situated. I got my new bench. That's all situated. I'm waiting on the weights. But I got everything else in order now. So it's almost time to get into gear. You know what I mean? I'm getting excited. I I got I got I can do a pull up without bending my legs like I I had a pull up bar in between a door frame Not bad it worked great I could hang from it I could do my pull ups not a big deal and I'm not talking wide pull up I know this is a pull up I I'm doing this my hands are here and I'm doing it. you know what I mean so I know it's not an actual pull up and I don't want to say that I'm doing something that I'm not so I'm just making that clear uh but i'm i'm i i've gotta build right i gotta build i can only do two out here and if you do this like i don't know if you could, oh can't see my hands, but if you if you if you're grabbing the bar right and you're you're doing the out, oh I can't do the camera angle here, but anyways. So, if you're, if you're pulling, pulling up like this, and then you release your index and your thumb, try doing a pull-up that way. I can do two close-fisted. I can't even pull myself up. You are literally disengaging. I believe it's your... Ah, it's some type of muscle. You can actually stand in your kitchen or wherever you are at this very moment and close your fists... And then go like this, up and down, pull, pull, like you're doing a pull-up, but you're not. And then extend your index finger and your thumb and do the same motion. You feel all the muscles that shut off. So I'm working on getting to that point. Right now I'm up to like 10 or 12 of the of the closer hand. Uh, I don't know if it's called a pull-up or maybe it's just a chin-up at that point. I'm not sure. Um, but I'm working on it and now with the cage, with the bar attached to it, I don't have to bend my legs anymore and it makes it so much easier to do the exercises that I was trying to do in that door frame. So I'm getting, I, 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 am getting so excited, right? So I get all this stuff done. I have to shower Tyler and Laura coming over, um, around four, so that we can make it into Boston by like 6, maybe 6.30 the latest because we were leaving around 5. So, everybody shows up. We've got everything prepared for the car ride down. Um, I, 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 I drive down. We get into Boston. Um, and now, uh, we're getting to the door and we're getting ready to go into TD. We got our vaccination cards we got masks. Um, we got everything we hopefully need to get in and be done with this. And then they're like, oh, well, you can, you know, when we, when we finally get let up, because they wouldn't let us onto the patio section when we first got there because there was too many people up there. Um, so we had to sit there and wait, and then we finally got let up the escalator. We got to go in, and then we're making it through all the checks you know are you wearing your yep i'm wearing my mask uh do you have let me check your pockets walk through this machine let me see your vaccination card and they didn't even inspect it so i don't know what this really does they basically held my license read my name looked at my vaccination card made sure the name matched now mind you when I was walking through, I had my vaccination card in a lanyard thing, so it was around my neck. I hand the lady my my car, my ID, and she looks at me, and she's like, wait, 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 wait. And I was like, what, what? And she's like, where's your vaccination card? And I'm like, it's right here, and I show it. And she's like, okay, you're good. So she checked my ID, didn't... Get my vaccination card in her hand. And then when I showed it to her, it was a quick glance. So this has got me thinking about a few things that I'll get into in a moment. So now we go through the check and we get to uh, yonder, which is where they lock up your phones. So I hand them the phone and I just shut the fucking thing off. I, I have no problem disengaging with my phone. For any amount of time. I'm not like boasting about it. But I am, I am happy that I can just walk away from my phone. And not touch it for hours. I think that's a good habit for people to do. I think it's healthy to be able to disconnect yourself at any time. At a- anywhere. You should just be able to put the damn thing down and walk away from it. So I have trained myself to do this. Everybody else is putting their phone on silent. Oh, let me, uh, let, can you quickly unlock this? I don't think I shut my alarms off. I'm like, what? I just shut it off. Just press the power button, poop put it in the bag, and that's it. Now, I understand if you got a babysitter or you got other shit going on, and maybe there's a chance that someone's going to call you out of an emergency. I get it. You definitely want your phone on while it's in that bag. But I was like, I don't need this damn thing. If anybody calls me, even if it is an emergency, I can't like just get up and go. There's four of us. You know what I mean? So I was like, you know what? I'll just shut the damn thing off. It'll make that life that much easier. We go through there, and then we're making it up to our seats. Now, I've never purchased tickets before a show I don't go to too many shows and if I do go to shows somebody else bought the tickets and I was just like buy the tickets for me I'll just sit wherever you're sitting so I bought these tickets over a year ago completely forgot where my seats were and when I purchased the tickets in my defense I didn't really pay attention that much to where the seats were I mostly was like oh look the whole show is almost sold out and they got these seats, and they're seventy-five bucks a piece. I think it was seventy-five or eighty bucks a piece. And I was like, you know what? That sounds pretty good. So that's how I did my shopping. I will never do that again. I have learned the hard way. So we're going up to the third layer. Uh, the third layer. We're going up to the third balcony. And then my wife's like, "Well, where's row 15? I'm like, "I don't know. I can't even see any numbers." That's because I was looking up, looking for numbers. The numbers are on the steps. I was like, oh. My wife's ahead of me. She goes, are you fucking serious? And I'm like, what? What's the problem? She goes, this is row 15. I'm like, okay, good. You found our seats. We're 16, 17, 18, and 19. She's like, what What the hell did you do? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, but let's just sit. Let me tell you, this is not only the nosebleed section. We were all the way against the concrete wall. As far back and as far up as you could get is where I purchased my seats. I will pay more attention for next time, but I will tell you, I was not upset. There was nobody behind us. That was it. We were at the wall. Nobody could be on top of us. No one could be uh, uh, behind us. But we could have people on our left and our right. But not that many people ended up. uh, I mean, I'm not saying that, like, not that many people showed up. But I kind of am. Like, there was two guys that were right on top of Tyler's seat but nobody showed up in the other four seats so those guys just spread out we all four of us could have spread out a little bit um, we had like two seats over here and there was like a couple seats over here where nobody was sitting so uh, it wasn't that bad and then you know a couple people sat in front of us and our section actually filled up pretty decently out of most of the sections um, in the in the in the garden but I wasn't unhappy i was I was pretty pretty uh pretty happy with it because one you're above everybody, so everybody yelling and screaming and all this other stuff I mean it's just going out and it falls down, so it's not coming towards us we don't have people yelling behind us, so there's none of their spit falling on top of us so and And what's going on today, I actually felt really comfortable. And then you start seeing people eating and drinking and all these other things. And I was like, well, they haven't put their mask on in like an hour. And they're still eating and drinking. And I was like, okay. And then you start to realize that like everybody's kind of taken off their masks. And I was like, oh. So I would take mine off. I would put it on, take it off, put it on. And before the show, when we parked, um, I had taken some mushrooms and spread them evenly amongst us. So we all got some. And we're all sitting there, and everything's starting to glow, and the lights were colorful, and... It was, it, I think that was part of the reason why I didn't mind anything. I was just like, oh, I'm just enjoying this. For, also, not only for the mushrooms, but also because this is the first time I've been out in a year and a half. I haven't been to a gathering, a concert. Uh, I barely went to any restaurants. I think I went to like one or two while Ma was still alive. But this is the first event I've gone to. So I'm I'm like, oh, this is great. I feel nor I feel normal. I feel like I'm having a good time. I wish I didn't have to wear the mask, but that's neither here nor there, but I do believe that the psychedelics had something to do with the fact that I was comfortable where I was. There was a couple moments in time when we first sat down where I was like, wow, we are really high up and I would never want to like Imagine somebody getting pushed and falling down those stairs. Like, I kept waiting for, you know, how you see the baseball games and stuff, and you see the people fighting in the stadium and stuff like that. I was like, man, I hope that doesn't happen up here because somebody's going to hurt themselves. That is a long fall. But none of that happened, and the show is supposed to start at 8. So here is my only problem with what happened at the show. It did not start at 8. By 8.15, we were all like, shit, should we go to the bathroom? And I was like, I'm I'm going. I got to go. So we all get up. We all go to the bathroom. We all come back down, sit down. It's now 8.17. I was like, well, why didn't we go and do this earlier? It only took three minutes to go to the bathroom. I don't know why I thought it was going to be such a journey, but maybe I do know why I thought it was such a journey because I made it a journey in my mind. And I didn't want to ask people to move. And then I was just like, you know what? I got to ask people to move. People ask me to move. I got to ask people to move when I need to do something. So it's, you got to do those things. But I had to get over that hurdle in my mind. Um, And then we sit back down. 830 comes. 845 comes. I'm like, man, what is happening? And now, mind you, my wife and her friend are both a little upset about the seats. And they're all kind they're both kind of dozing off here, you know? And it's like this was a, originally my wife's birthday present for last year. So to see her a little unhappy and bored and getting tired and not wanting to be there was making me a little upset. Because I was like, oh, man, if the show would just start, you know, this probably could get put behind us. But because it's not started yet, it's there. And I don't want to deal with it right now. I'd rather stare off into space, stare at the lights, and just kind of wait for, you know, the curtain to fall. And a se- uh, a curtain to open. So 9 o'clock shows up. And I'm like, oh, my God, please, 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 please. And then all of a sudden, like, the same repetitive music now. We sat down at 7.24. It is now 9.01. Same music over and over again. I think it was the change up of four different tracks. Each track was approximately six to seven minutes long. And it felt like forever before it stopped. It was awful. Get a better music selection, TD. Get a better music selection. I'm telling you, that was torture. It was like you enjoyed the song, and then after hearing it the fifth time, you were like, shut this the fuck off. And then it would go into another track, and they would do the exact same thing with that one. And it was just like meh. And then eventually you got four tracks in, and it went back to the original. And I went, oh, no, not again. So that was torturous. But overall it was really, really good. You know, my uh fourteen seventy-five my wife paid for a beer. I was like, Are you kidding me? She's like, Well, I got a large. I'm like, oh my God. Not only have I not drank in five years, but I forgot what the fucking cost was. Especially when you're at an event. I mean, they got us for four seventy-five of water, which I was guesstimating about eight bucks for the water, but it turned out four seventy-five for the water. She pays $14.75 for a beer. I was like, Jesus Christ, we're just under $20 for a water and a beer? That's insane. So I don't miss that type of stuff. Those prices are outrageous. There is no reason for that. I mean, what did you get? 20 ounces, maybe? It's fucking wild to me what they charge you for a beer at any event. It's just It's quadruple... What you would pay at home. And I don't understand why it has to be that way. But that's probably where they make a lot of their money from. But yeah, so now it's nine oh one, and all of a sudden you hear the music cuts out. Because it would cut out and then kick back on. That's what I was getting into. It cuts out and we're all like, no. And then all of a sudden the lights dim. And we're like, yes, you hear the whole fucking stadium just go wild. And I was like, yes. And then all of a sudden you look around and nobody's wearing a mask. And I was like, okay, this is not going to work. So he gets on, he apologizes for everything starting late. He's saying, welcome, you know, hi Boston, blah, 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 blah. And then he introduces his, uh, uh his opener and she was funny Um, I am so sorry that I don't remember her name. Um, I have a feeling I'm not the only person that felt that way, but, uh, she was on Joe Rogan's podcast. She's opened for him a few times. Um, and it, it was good. It was good. She got right into how, how she sounds like Mickey mouse. And after that, I couldn't stop, uh, hearing that. So I was like, oh, yeah, she definitely got the voice of Mickey Mouse. And then the second person came out, and I had no idea this was happening, but Tony Hinchcliffe hit the stage. I was like, holy shit. Like, I love Tony Hinchcliffe. I, I, I find him to be absolutely hilarious. I love Kill Tony, and it was an awesome awesome set so enjoyable i have to say i was hooting and hollering i was whistling it was awesome and yeah definitely didn't have the mask on and then the uh and then rogan gets uh uh, announced by tony he hits the stage and his set is going great it's it's hilarious it's everything I thought it was going to be, and then um, all of a sudden, where we're, I, I they kept showing camera shots of everybody. I mean, I could actually see one of the cameras lighting up, and then I would know what the shot was. It was kind of fun for me, but you, all of a sudden, he is like five minutes into this bit. And he's getting very close to the punchline. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm really into the bit, right? I'm really into it. And all of a sudden, all the momentum stops. Because you hear this slight yelling. And Rogan addresses it. And this woman with blue hair, I guess, is yelling out. You're a racist. Now, I'm not, I'm going to, I will butcher anything that I try to repeat. So I'm not going to try to repeat anything. I will give you a small gist. There was a point in time where Joe was talking about how he got in, like not in trouble, but like he doesn't keep up with social media. So he got in trouble without knowing it. So I guess somebody put together a compilation Of him saying the n-word. And now he's on a completely different bit. When this girl yells out racist. And I'm assuming if you're on stage. You can only hear certain things. Right. So. For example. uh, There was. um, a, A similar instant. With. Uh, David Lucas during Brendan Schaub's show where some a couple guys were having an argument. Somebody said, fat ass. And Lucas was like, what did you call me? Goes off on the guy. And then you find out that he wasn't calling David a fat ass. He was calling the guy that he was in the argument with a fat ass. This is a similar situation. She wasn't calling Rogan a racist. She was yelling, you're racist, to some guy that was being pulled out of, the, uh, out of his seat. He was being taken out by security for what he was saying. She decided to continue calling him a racist. Rogan hears it, and it interrupts the show and destroys the end of that bit. Never, like, he came back, and he was like, after everything happened, he came back, and he was like, yeah, well, this is where I was going, and blah, 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 and just kind of ended it. And I was like, uh, oh, God damn it. You know, but I I was so into the bit that I was just like, I was devastated. I was upset by that. I was really upset by it. And I was like, why would you do that? But then we find out, well, I found out today that she was yelling at somebody else who was being dragged off. And my thing was, well, why are you even talking then? Right? Why? If security is doing their job. And they're taking the heckler out of his seat and ejecting him from the show. Then why would you say anything else? You know that person's probably still going to be standing out there saying all kinds of stupid shit. Because they just got kicked out of the show. So why didn't you address them when you leave the show? That was my only thing. If you weren't calling Rogan a racist, then why are you even speaking? Let security do their job and let the comedian finish theirs. You don't need to be doing anything else or saying anything else to that person. That person is being dealt with. It is not your problem. So finding all that out today made more sense. But at the same time, I was just like, just shut up. Just shut up. Don't say anything. It's the same with the guys at when they did it in front of uh, David Lucas. You you don't do that. Just shut up. You know, people pay money for a show. Shut up and enjoy the show. And if there's a problem, that's why there's security. That's why there's other things going on. It's not your problem. So, he gets back into it. He's like, you know, he explains, ah, this is the tail end of it. You know, of course this had to happen. And then he, uh, and then he goes into his final and kills it, says goodnight, Boston. And then we all uh, left and, you know, drove home and all that other good stuff. But it was an amazing night. It was an amazing night. I haven't been out in so long. It was really, really fun. And here's my thing about the mass mandates and the mandatory vaccine cards. They don't mean shit. They don't mean a fucking thing. They're not doing it to protect us. This is how I see it. This is my opinion. They're doing it to cover their own asses. Because if they tell you you have to be vaccinated and they tell you you have to wear a mask and then your vaccination card is fake or you choose not to wear your mask... Let's just say you get COVID. You can track it all the way back to that event. You can't sue the venue. There's no way to sue them. They told you you needed to have a vaccination card. You showed proof of vaccination card, and they told you you need to wear your mask at all times during the event. You chose to take it off. Now it's on you. I truthfully believe that's what this is all about. That's what all the mandates are about. They don't give a fuck about us. They want to cover their own asses. And I bet you there's lawyers just sitting there going, if you do all of this, they can't sue you. So I would just do this, and then it covers you 100%, and you can't be sued by anybody. And then everybody's like, ah, perfect. Yes, mandate everything. Now we can't be sued. I. Truthfully believe. That this is where we're going. This is why the mandates. Are coming more and more. Is because every business out there. Doesn't want to be liable. If you get COVID. I remember when COVID. uh, Was first rampant. My wife was still working. I was out of work. Because we had to close. For being unessential. And. She would, if she even had a sniffly nose, they were paying her to stay home. That has all ended. That has all ended. It all started ending with the vaccination, which I'm not mad about, but it was never an end all be all. And now, if you got sick with COVID, the company didn't have to pay you anymore. And that's how Walmart dealt with it. That's how Target dealt with it. It's how they all dealt with it. They all do the same fucking thing across the board. They're not really that different. They're a corporation. Corporations are only looking out for corporations. That's it. So, I really feel like they just covered their own butt because I will tell you right now, nobody was wearing a mask by the end of that show. So... It was a great show, great experience. I had a lot of fun, and I think more people need to get out and go do stuff and stop being scared. Don't be scared. If you have underlining conditions or you are not healthy, then, yeah, be a little not scared but cautious, right? Be cautious. But everybody that's scared... I don't think you have to be scared. I really don't. I think you have to be healthy. And I just wish. I've been wishing since the beginning of this. That that's what we could talk about. That we could talk about. Being healthy. You know. Things come out recently. About getting the vaccination. And not having to worry. About being healthy. That is not a good message at all that should not be the message period the message should be change your diet get some fucking exercise do something and make yourself healthier and get vaccinated and get some antivirals when they come out and do the other things. I don't understand why our government is pushing pharmaceuticals on us instead of telling us to exercise, instead of sending us to fast food. I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me. But that's my rant. You know, I, I just get so aggravated that these things keep happening and we don't question it. Or maybe other people don't question it. I question everything. I'm like, I don't understand any of this. This makes no sense to me. Why are we not telling people to get healthy? Because vaccinated uh, 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 with antivirals, underlining conditions, or having a bad immune system could still equal death. Because you have a bad immune system or you're unhealthy. I think we need to take a long look in the mirror and change some shit in our lives and stop allowing our government to hold our hand. It's not what they're there for. So we need to stop holding their hand. And I, for one... Do not hold their hand. I take my health very seriously. And because of that. It could be a small reason. Why I haven't caught it yet. But I can only get so many chances. Before I finally catch it. Because I truthfully believe. One day. It's going to be like the flu. And we're going to get it. You know. So. So it just really upsets me that they're doing all of these things and people, some people didn't go to the show. I'd have to say it was about a 65% uh, show up rate um, for the show on Friday. I think it was about 65% people showed up. There was a couple sections that were a little thin. There was a couple sections. You definitely seeing uh, some people and uh, me and Tyler discussed it. And we think that the venue postponed The start, because they saw at 8 o'clock, it was, like, under 50% capacity. Because my wife was like, oh, shit, no one showed up. And I go, no, 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 no. And then I started doubting myself. I'm like, I thought the ticket said 8, but maybe they said 9. Maybe I was wrong, and I got us here too early. Nope. I was right. Show was at 8, and they didn't start till 9, but we think it's because they needed more asses in the seats. To make the show worth it. So I had a lot of fun. It was it was a great day off. Got home around 1 o'clock in the morning. Finally got to bed around 2 or 3. And I did not wake up until 9.30. I haven't slept in that late in forever. And really not that late. If I go to bed between 2 and 3 and I woke up at 9.30, I still only got 7 hours of sleep which is one more than my average of six. So not that bad, but I felt, I felt a little under the weather when I woke up on Saturday. Yeah, I woke up and I was like, oh no, I got a scratchy throat. Uh, I, got, I got nasal congestion. Yeah, you spent the night out and you have allergies, stupid. So my first thing when I felt that way was, oh no, did I get it? And I'm like, well, would you be feeling the effects that fast? And I'm like, no. And then I walked over to my coffee, and I was like, I can smell you, and I can taste you. So, I think I'm good. That's my way of testing to see if I got COVID. If I still got taste and smell, I know I'm doing okay. It was just allergies. It cleared up by mid-afternoon, you know, after getting some water and hydrating and doing all the stuff that I do all day, every day, and it was fine. It's just allergies. It was from being, uh, I don't know, in a parking garage, breathing in fumes, uh, being in the TD Garden, who knows what air is pumping through there, who knows the last time they changed their filters, who knows anything. They can tell you what they did, but did you go up and check the filters to make sure they were clean? No, neither did I. So... Am I going to believe them a little bit, you know? So it's all those things, all those things combined messed with my sinuses and that's it. But you want to know why I know this about myself because I know my body. I know my body. I know what is going on. I know when I'm sick and when I'm just having an allergic reaction. You know, I know the difference between these things. And that's one of the reasons for getting healthy today is so that you can know your body. Uh, Did you know that most people today spend their days, nights, every day, every night, every week in pain, but they're in constant pain and they don't know it. And that's because they don't know their body. So they don't know that they're not supposed to feel that way. But you don't realize it until you start taking care of your body and you're like, hey, I don't feel this pain anymore. That's weird. No, it's not weird. You were never supposed to feel that pain. Whatever you are doing in your life was causing you that pain. And now you've taken it out of your life and now the pain's gone away. That's why health is so important so we can understand our bodies so we can understand when we're sick, when we're not, when something is actually in pain and when it's not. You know, all those things are very important. So now Saturday, I'm all by myself, right? I'm all by myself. My wife goes to work. I got the house to myself. I got a bunch of projects I want to get done. I'm finishing up the living room. I'm changing out. Um, uh, uh, plug outlets because for some reason, when I redid the living room the first time I decided not to change out certain plug outlets. So now they're all changed. They're all nice and new. And then I rearranged the, the rubber mats and I put the threshold down. So that looks like it's coming together. And I got all that stuff done, watered the lawn. Uh, I just took care of everything i needed to by the end of the day my whole checklist was done except for one thing can't remember what it was so i don't think it's that important anymore but it was nice to have all this time to make me feel like i got caught up right and i was like oh this is great you know i got i got to walk the dogs multiple times I got all this stuff done. Our living room is done. It's done. Everything is in its place and a place for everything once again. Um, My wife's having a little bit of trouble acclimating to the small rearrangement, but I explained to her why I rearranged it this way, and when she understood it, she was like, oh, that makes more sense. And I go, yeah, yeah, it's going to make more sense, and once you get used to it, it won't even be a thought anymore. You'll just, you, you won't forget your watch when you go to work. You won't forget this when you go to work. You, you'll just grab it and go because it will be right there in front of your face like you're saying it's not right now. And that's fine. I'm trying to get used to this. You know what I mean? I used to have certain things that I would do, and now I can't do those things because the furniture is different. Not a big deal. I will get used to it, um, but it feels really good. I put those non-slippers on the couch. So that, like, they're like grips. I put those, they're like this big. Put those on the bottom. Now the couch can't slide. All the shit that we need to slide around on the floor now has sliders attached to the bottom of it. It's, I will say that, like, a lot of the stuff that we do, projects in general, the smallest details always the most rewarding like nobody's ever going to see those sliders nobody's ever going to see those non-slip grips no one's even going to pay attention to my plugs but those made me the happiest out of everything I did I was like oh my god this is perfect I love it look at this I can slide things I can plug something in without it sparking yeah Why am I using a plug that sparks? Right? What are we doing? Change the plug. Fucking $2. (laughs) I'm so sad. And that's where my laziness comes in. I'm like, ah, I just did all of this. Repainted, researched, everything. But the smallest details make the biggest impact. They really do. They really, really do. So, had a great night Saturday. Saturday. Uh, wife comes home, boom, watch King and sting and just had an enjoyable evening with her because it was nice. Normally I work on Saturday. I don't get home till nine. She's home at eight 30. So she, by the time she got home, I was ready to just sit down and watch TV and do nothing. And I'm usually not ready till about nine 30, 10 o'clock by the time I unpack and get comfortable and sit down. So it was like we gained an hour and a half. It was nice. It was really, really nice. We had a good night. And then Sunday shows up. She did not get much sleep because of the Rogan show. So she slept in till like noon. She was like, why did you let me sleep? And I'm like, I didn't want to bother you. Just I didn't want to bother you. I, I knew you didn't get any sleep. I knew you went to work. So what kind of person am I to be like, hey, get up. Time to, I don't know, do nothing. Go for a walk. It was no big deal. You know, I was like, I get a little bit of extra time with myself. I, I I was up a little bit late, and then I had to finish up the grocery shopping, and then I got home, took care of the dogs again, and I was like, you know what? She's sleeping, and I just want to go sit out in the backyard. So I grabbed one of the cigars that Tyler gave me for my five-year sobriety, and I haven't had a cigar in a couple years, and... I enjoyed the fuck out of that. I went out to the table tree. I don't know what to call this. It's it's a tree that was cut down that I sanded that now you can use as a table. So what do you call that? A trunk table, table trunk, tree trunk table? I don't know. But it's my new table for out in the backyard. So I go out there. I friggin' have my hot cup of coffee. I got my big old stogie, and I'm just enjoying nature. I'm watching the squirrels run around. There was a rabbit at one point that keeps going in between our yards. I think it's because they, my next-door neighbors have a garden, and they just burrowed a little hole, and they found their way into the garden, and they have to cut through my yard in order to get there. I was just really, really enjoying it. Um, I put it up on Instagram, Twitter, all those places. So if you want to check it out, follow and uh, check that out. Um, But, man, that cigar was so enjoyable. It was a Monte Cristo. And it was just delicious. And the coffee and using the table and just absorbing all the work that has been done over the last three months. And being able to stand out there and just enjoy it, it was, like, almost magical. So then, you know, my wife wakes up. We have a good time. um, Get a bunch of stuff done. Do some shopping. Blah, 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 blah. Watch TV. And I was like, you know what? I want to watch. So we watched The Many Saints of New York, which I thought was really good and that's only because i like stories that lead into more stories. So it's it's the prequel to the sopranos. So of course they start really early in the 1960s. So there's a bunch of people that were in the family that were never in the show. And that's because they were at the beginning of everything. And I'm not going to tell you how it ends, but i am going to say that they've left it open To watch Tony grow up as a teenager and see the old men from The Sopranos be the young men. So I think it's really cool how they set it all up for another movie, TV show. I don't know. But they set it all up so that they can go a little bit deeper into this and show more of Tony actually growing up. So that was really cool. And then um I started to watch the Dave Chappelle. Unfortunately, I did fall asleep, but it was really late last night and I ended up falling asleep. Not because I didn't like the special. I've heard all about the tweets and this and that and that. I didn't I have no opinion. What I saw was really good and I was just really tired. So there's really no Oh, I hated it so much. I fell asleep. No, 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 no. I just fell asleep. I was tired, you know? So Monday is today. Yeah. Going back into jujitsu, And today was an amazing day because of multiple things. Now, I told you earlier that there's only certain things in my life that helped me change my life, right? My friends, the situation with the cops in Boston and not losing my license, and I said one other thing that I can't recall at this moment, but, so I'm at jujitsu jitsu with Tyler, he shows up, uh, we get there, and I'm having a struggle of a time, I'm, I'm struggling, you know, I'm working with my professor, now, I, when we do, like, warm-ups, and we're practicing techniques, and we're doing stuff Normally, the professors uh, don't always get involved with that part of it because they're teaching it, right? only makes sense. Well, uh, Professor Tim decided to join in, and I turned to him, and I'm like, let's work together. And he's like, okay. I have to say, I, am, I don't understand where this comes from, but I'm always so nervous working with them. And I don't know what it is. I'm afraid they're going to tell me I'm not doing as good or something, and that's never going to happen. They're not going to be like, hey, you're doing horrible. Give me that purple belt back. You know what I mean? It's not going to happen, but I always get like, I'm like, oh, am I doing things right? And, you know, I kind of said that to him, and he was like, if you were doing things right, there would be no point of you being in class. We're all here to learn. I'm expecting you not to be able to do this right away. How many times have you done this? And I'm like, uh couple, once, twice. He's like, exactly. Exactly. That's what we're all here for. And it felt really good to hear that, even though I was already knowing that. But it's like when they tell you, you know, these are black belts, professors, just higher ranks. When you hear it from them or you see that they're trying to do a move and they can't really accomplish it, hundred percent that is just like an eye-opener oh we're all coming from the same spot we're all coming from the same beginning you know what I mean so it was really nice to do that but he also has a bad knee so I was trying to be gingerly with his knee and he's like don't worry about it if if I feel like it's doing something it's not supposed to or it starts to hurt I'll take care of it and I'm like yeah oh, there you go I I know when to tap because of my fingers or my elbow or my knee or my thumb. I know there's only certain so why wouldn't he know, you know, his limitations? There it is. And I was just like, Yeah, 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 okay, okay. He's like, Don't hint don't 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 hinder yourself for me. He's like, You do what you need to be doing, and if you can do it a hundred percent, do it a hundred percent. If something's going wrong, I'll, I'll I'll make you aware of it or I'll figure it, you know what I mean? So I was like, oh okay, okay, but it's like who wants to be the person to hurt the professor? <laughs> no one, no one wants to be that person. I don't want to be that person walk into class the next day or on Wednesday and everybody's like, hey, it's the guy that freaking you know snapped Professor Tim's knee. I can't have that on my conscience. I can't. That would that would ruin me. I just don't want to hurt anybody in general in class. Um, so we're we're doing this, we're working it, we're switching partners, and then we get into full randori. And I had some matches today. I went I went with Professor Tim, I went with Professor Lucas, I went with Eric, I went with Sheehan Laura. I just hit all the black belts today. I was like, I am Diving into the deep end of this pool today because I feel like I have been a cunt for weeks. Four weeks, I have been a cunt. So, I was like, you know what you need? You need to be fucking put in your place and let's do this. So, I, I, I ran with all the monsters today and had a great class. And then, at the end, uh, my last match was Professor Lucas and I looked at him and I said, Oh wow, man, this is so insane and and working with you is amazing. And it's just like I just I feel like I, I, I I'm not where I need to be. And he's like, You're right where you need to be. You're doing because he told me he was like, You're doing a real good job. I like the work that you're doing. I like your defense. I like, I like, I like, and I was just like I still don't feel like I'm doing it right. And he's like, that's why you keep coming to class. So you can do it right. And I was like, oh my God, he's so right. God, what am I doing? I'm like beating myself up, but I'm in there, you know, two to three times a week. I gotta be going in a positive direction or they would have never given me the purple belt. Right? I have to believe that. There's no way... That, that would be happening if I wasn't progressing. Right? So silly me, always in this land of funk and always being like, oh, I'm so worried I'm not doing what I'm supposed to. Like, if I go up against them, you know, am I proving that I am a purple belt? Well, yeah. Time, energy, it's all there. They gave it to you. You're doing what you're supposed to. You just got to show up and put in the work. So we leave class, we go home, we chit-chat, Tyler. Oh, and I got I got new um, panels. You can't see them. I'll probably put them up again. I posted a picture in the middle of putting them up, um, but now I finished it because I had to talk to Tyler because they sent me uh, one-inch and two-inch um, 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 audio damperers, I think they are, like these square things with ridges. It's supposed to capture the audio and not make it sound like i'm in a hallway so this should sound a lot tighter now tyler showed me a few tricks and he was like you did it right but he's like i put the little ones and so now it looks proper it's done and i got 12 of these panels up on the um the the wall now and i can already hear the difference i can hear the difference it's amazing so i'm wicked excited about that um Tyler jams out, and then here is one of the other things that happened today. And this is why I say staying off of alcohol and bettering yourself is its is an achievement and it is a struggle. It is a battle. It is all of those things. But my friends have helped me. In such a way. So I was thinking about this friend. He gives me a call. And I'm like, oh, good. I'm so glad you called. What's happening? He's like, dude, I have to tell you. And he's like, I'm going to blow your balls up a little bit. And I was like, what? He's always got the funniest things to say. I love it. And he's like, dude, I just want to let you know, man. You are killing it. And I'm like, where is this? Wait a minute. Where is this coming from? And I'm like, what? Thank you? Because I don't know how to, like, I don't know how to deal with compliments. I don't. I still don't. Because I was never the person that got complimented. I was always the person getting reprimanded. Getting yelled at. Being told I'm doing something incorrect. So I got so accustomed to hearing that. Now hearing people. Congratulate, or you're in going in the right direction, or you're doing a good job. All of those things make no sense to me, and they don't compute well. So he's telling me this, and I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Dude, you've been you you've been off of alcohol for five years now. That is no joke." And I was like, "I, I guess not. I mean, I felt like the ten year. When I get to ten years, it would." be better. And he goes, dude, you, you hit five. He's like, yeah, I want you to hit 10, but you hit five. That's not nothing. Okay. And then we have this other friend that is also in my jujitsu class. And he was there this morning and it was so good to see him. I was so happy. Gave him a giant hug. Um, you know, hasn't been on the mats in a moment. And I guess I'm assuming that he gave my friend a call. And they had a chit-chat about me. And it was all positive. It blew my mind that I am being talked about amongst my friends in a positive manner. It made me, I'm, gonna, I'm tearing up right now thinking about it. It made me so happy because I've never been on this side of things. And to have this person's respect means so much to me. And I was, like, amazed that he was telling me how much this person respects what I'm doing on those mats, respects how I'm just working it. How I'm putting myself in there. How I'm putting in 110%. And he says, it's showing. And we didn't roll together today, but he was like, eh, I don't think I can roll with him anymore the way I used to. I'm going to have to just smash him. And I was like, oh, I thought that's what he was doing when we rolled in the first place. Now that's a joke, but also true. I mean, I am one of the smaller people on the mats. Out of all the people I roll with, I'm definitely the fucking smallest. So, and I'm working on that. That's why I got the gym. That's why I got this shit. I'm hoping all these squats and lifting and doing these things is going to build my muscle, build my bone structure, help with my knee, help with my elbow, help with my shoulder. I believe that doing all of this hard work is going to help me progress in my jujitsu. But to have this man's respect is amazing. To have my best friends positive I mean to just call me, to say those things means everything to me. It's just it's it's amazing what changing your life and just getting rid of the one thing that was ruining my life and causing everybody to talk, not negatively, but more like they're disappointed in me, change, change everything. So that put me on cloud nine and we had like a two hour conversation and it was amazing. It was just so nice. And he was like, Getting close to the end of it, he was like, oh, shit, dude. I I was only supposed to call you and uh, and just tell you those few little things. And here we are, two hours later. And I go, yeah, I know, right? Crazy. He's like, I'm not complaining. I go, me neither. We hardly get to see each other anymore. It's nice to have long conversations. So I got all this positive reinforcement this morning from my professors, from my friends, from people I had no idea um, I needed it from. And this is another thing that I'm just like, because I will be honest with you, when I was out walking the dogs on Saturday, it was a beautiful day, and it was so beautiful, and I was like, oh, and the air was crisp and clean, and I was like, man... I want to drink and I only tell everybody this because I don't want you to think that I'm sitting here and I'm just like, it's not a part of me anymore. I think it's always going to be that part of me, but you have to choose what's better. And what's better was getting my projects done, not drinking. And then all of a sudden all this positive reinforcement for doing better, looking for more, bettering myself. This is what we all need in our lives. And it's work. It's hard. It's hard work. But in the end, it's all worth it. And I am so happy to have all of these people in my life. And it feels, it just feels really good. It feels really good because I don't think that way about myself. I don't. I still think I'm a piece of shit. Excuse me. I still think that I don't do enough. And maybe that's why I'm always doing more. Because I have so many years where I wasn't doing shit. And now I have to do More to like make up for not doing shit before. And I also want to do more because I don't want to not learn. I don't want to. I want this. I love doing all of this. The podcast, learning, reading, going over stuff. It's just awesome. And I didn't even know it was here. Even though it was always in front of my face because I was just too busy looking at the bottom of a bottle. And staying stagnant. So. All of this stuff is very important. And if you're out there and you're looking into just finally facing your demons. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. And if what helped me stay away from mine helps you. Then start talking into a camera. Start recording yourself. Uh, Anything that helps you stay away from what is destroying your life or what you know is destroying your life, I think that's important. You know, I'm I'm not one for AA. I said this in the past. That's okay. It's not for everybody. But it might be for you. And I say, check it out. see if it's worth it work on yourself become a healthier person and I believe things will get easier and they're they're gonna turn around they're gonna get better people are going to notice and that's what I didn't notice is that people were noticing so I send much love out to all my friends, my family, and always for supporting me in everything that I do, Um, you know, more today than ever, because I'm actually doing stuff, but it feels really good, and um, I'm in a better spot now, I was in a funk, I was putting myself down because I wasn't getting enough done, I was running late, I'm not doing shit right, and then I get that phone call, so... And I know a lot of people may or may not have friends that they can rely on and all. You've got to clean out your closet. I went over this uh about a year ago. If the people in your life are keeping you where you are, those are not the people you need anymore. And sometimes the hardest thing to do is to let go of somebody that's causing, you know, Maybe toxicity in your life I had a friend do it to me He is doing amazing today Do I miss him? Does it upset me that that happened? Yeah But you know what? He did it to better himself Because I wasn't uh, I wasn't bringing him to a place where he could grow So It goes both ways people around you might have to clear you out of their life. But the people in your life, you may have to clear a few of them out too. To better yourself. To become a better person and to grow. And just be healthy. Try to be a healthy person. That, I believe, is going to conquer all. I think so. But, yeah, so that's my week. Um, it was just, it was it was really great. I mean, I I, I had a great week, great couple of days off, and now when you're watching this podcast, it'll be my wife's birthday. So get to celebrate that, taking another day off. So I'm, I'm so excited. It's nice to take days off. I forgot how nice it is to take some days off of work. It really does give me a good reset slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. You're not sure how to spell that. It's right here at the bottom of the screen or in the description underneath the video. But these guys, they got it all. I love this website. I've been talking about them for so long now, I can't even remember how long it's been. They're all high-quality products, and you want high-quality in your life. You want to buy something and have it last. Well, that's what you're going to get at slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. And I love the new kid tees, the women's leggings, all the beach towels. But unfortunately, we need to talk about fall and winter, right? It's October. Halloween's around the corner. Some of these are uh, awesome for Halloween. You get, uh, get yourself some leggings when you're walking the kids from door to door. At least just stay nice and warm. Right? The sweatshirts, great for keeping warm. Sweatpants, again, great quality clothing at a great price and it'll never let you down. I love all of my slow down clothing. I love the t shirts, the neck gaiters, the long tees. I love them all. They are just amazing and I love the prints and I love the colors and I love how they last wash after wash. So if you want to get your hands on some slow down clothing as well, you got to go to slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. you're not sure how to spell it, it's right here at the bottom of the screen or in the description underneath the video. New Hampshire Vape Gallery is located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Rings, where we are open seven days a week from 10.30 to 8 p.m., and you are more than welcome to shop in our store without a mask. You can always give us a call, 603-814-4171. We've got it all. I tell you every week, we've got it all. Menthol juices, flavored juices, NIN pouches, disposables, Esco bars. I've got party caps. Yeah, party caps. You want to feel euphoric? You want to wake up when you go out late at night? Maybe you're going to a restaurant. Maybe you're going to uh, a nightclub. Maybe you're going to, I don't know where you're going, but maybe you're going out at night and you always get tired. Maybe you're feeling a little bit run down and you're like, oh, I just wish I had something to lift me up. Well, now you can get party caps. They are a nice way to give you a euphoric feeling without any drugs involved lots of vitamins b12 and stuff like that all natural supplements to boost your mood and make your party that much better that's why they call it a party cap we've got everything you're looking for at new hampshire vape gallery located at 180 lafayette road seabrook new hampshire down the street from home depot and next to smoke rings where we are open seven days a week from 10:30 to 8 p.m feel free to give us a call and as always, I look forward to seeing you there, naturalbossnh.com, that's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com, yes, you can also find their link underneath the video in the description, five amazing products, this is a small business located here in New Hampshire, so support it. All right, support your small business people. All right, they got a salve that's great for dry skin. They got a beard oil that's amazing and smells great. They got a foot and body soak that'll melt your stress away. They got a lip balm for keeping your lips moist so they don't crack in the winter. Amazing. And then, of course, their number one product is their hand sanitizer. I have been using it since COVID hit the streets. And I will tell you, it is the only hand sanitizer that I still use today. It's amazing. It's still on sale for $3. So get some, right? And you can only get these products here, right, at naturalbossnh.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. Buy one. Or all five of these products today. Now, we're going to get into some current events. I got some quick ones today. Um, just because, you know, for me, it is super late. But, nonetheless, I got some things to talk about. Oh, this is why I keep coughing. That's right. That's liquid death. I'm murdering my thirst. God, I love that stuff. All right. So, <clears throat> signs of life on Mars. NASA's Perseverance rover gets images of ancient River Delta. The images from Mars res- reveal how water helped shape the red planet's landscape billions of years ago, providing clues that will guide the search for evidence of ancient life, a study said. So I don't know if you can see it, but this is where water used to be. So NASA astrobiologist Amy Williams and her team in Florida found similarities between features of cliffs seen from the crater floor and patterns in Earth river deep deltas. Images from Mars reveal how water helped shape the red planet's landscape billions of years ago. A provide and provide clues that will guide the search for evidence of ancient life. A study said Thursday in February's NASA's Perseverance rover landed in Jersey Jazeera Crater, where scientists suspected a long-gone river once fed a lake, deposting sed- sediment in a fan-shaped delta visible from space. A study in science analyzed high-resolution images captured by perseverance of the cliffs that were once the banks of a delta, of the delta. So, yeah, you can really see the different layers, and as we know here on Earth, when we see this, we know water was there. So, water does the same thing everywhere, so the evidence showing that water was on this planet at one time is pretty cool. And there was something today, I didn't clip it, but they landed something else on Mars today, and it... Captured the images of it coming into the planet and then landing on the planet. And they actually saw some rocks where I believe they're assuming that water was. If not, they might have found small traces of water on the planet today. So pretty fucking amazing. What if the... What if the planet's recuperating itself right now? Like it's been dead for however many years, hundreds, thousands, whatever, and now it's rejuvenating itself. I don't know, we'll see. We will see. They're they're doing all kinds of things on Mars now. Um my second one is scientists officially list 23 species as extinct including the largest woodpecker in the US is the ivory-billed woodpecker really extinct? Well, let's see. The the pileated woodpecker, the North American woodpecker most similar in appearance to the not now extinct ivory-billed woodpecker and often confused with it. The US Fish and Wildlife Services has removed 23 species from those protected under the Endangered Species Act because they have not been seen in the wild for decades, meaning they are the most likely extinct. Now, I'm not going to get too much into this, but because they didn't want... I thought they were going to give a list. They didn't give a list. I just think it's interesting that they're like, hey... This animal might be extinct. And then 20 years later, they're like, no, this animal is extinct. It took you 20 years to figure it out. Pretty interesting. Or is there like maybe a timeline or something? Um, the delisted species included the ivory billed woodpecker, which was formerly the largest woodpecker in the US, reaching a max height of 20 inches, as well as 10 other birds. Eight freshwater mussel species, two freshwater fish species, a fruit bat species, and a plant species according to the USFWS statement. These species have been listed as protected under the ECA since 1993 with several having been included in the very first draft in 1973. However, only one of the delisted species has had a confirmed sighting this century, and twenty-one of the twenty-three species haven't been seen since 1990. Wow, isn't that crazy? We're gonna to go to the bottom. Disappearing birds. Birds are most represented among the newly delisted species, as they have been hit hardest by habitat loss, according to the USFWS. One of the most notable is a small yellow bird called the Batchman's Wobbler. The species was formerly found in Florida and South Carolina and migrated to Cuba in the winter and has not been seen in either country since 1988. Oh, look at that little guy. Oh, that guy right there, extinct. So out of this whole thing, um, let's see real quick. The USFWS lists the last date of confirmed ivory-billed woodpecker sighting in the U.S. as 1944. What? And we're just saying it's extinct now? Isn't that crazy? I think that's. Interesting. So all kinds of species are going extinct. But this is what's supposed to happen, I think. Uh let's see. So my next one here. Now I think this is fucking cool. I am doing a lot of talking during these because unfortunately, I think I've been doing the segment wrong. And I think I should do all the talking in the beginning and all the videos at the end. Hmm? What do you think? I think I got it right this time. So This happened this morning. Space Station astronauts spot strange glow over Europe. Here's what caused the very rare occurrence. Astronauts aboard the International Space Station discovered a strange blue glow over Europe early last month. Oh, and I just got the article this morning? The glow was a transit luminous event, according to French astronaut Thomas Pesquit on Twitter. This is a phenomenon that occurs when there's lightning in the upper atmosphere and altitudes above where it typically occurs. Oh, this is a very rare occurrence, and we have a facility outside Europe's Columbus laboratory dedicated to observing these flashes of light. Pastryk wrote on a Flickr post of the image, The space station is extremely well-suited for this observatory as it flies over the equator where there are more thunderstorms. But isn't that cool? See that? Yeah, I can't zoom in. But yeah, you're like, oh, what is what is that light? Friggin' thunderstorm? Where it doesn't typically happen? That's pretty interesting. Or a lightning storm, I should say. So I thought that was neat. That's what that was. And now, there is going to be a space tourism company. <laughs> they want to build a rocket-less capsule. Rocketless capsule. To send passengers into the stratosphere for only $50,000. I was hoping. So, they just got a bunch of pictures of it. I don't know what the cables are attached to. What happens if the cables break and that thing is let loose from whatever's holding it? Is there a possibility of a shoot of some sort on that thing? If it starts falling out of the sky, you're inside that with three or four other people, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're in the ocean, you're on land. Who knows what the fuck happens? Does that thing have a safety chute? But I think this is new. This is a concept. So we'll see what happens. Um, Worldview, a company that designs and manufactures stratospheric balloons, is entering the space tourism and exploration market with its rocketless spacecraft. Oh, all right. So this is going to be more like a hot air balloon. Weird. I think this is going to be weird. But it's probably going to work. You know, what do I know? I'm not a scientist. Ooh, here's another picture. The futuristic looking vessel known as the Worldview Explorer will glide passengers a hundred thousand feet into the stratosphere on a six to twelve hour journey, more than doubling Virgin Galactic's two to three hour flight time. Well, we gotta make sure we do that. The company's first mission is expected to launch in twenty twenty three. From Spaceport Grand Canyon, which has yet to be built. Currently, Worldview launches its stratospheric balloons from a spaceport in Tucson, Arizona. Oh, so they already have these things? Oh, yeah, look at that. It's going to be like a hot air balloon. All right, come on. That's not going to be fucking weird. The Explorer is powered by a natural resource instead of traditional jet fuel and will ascend using a giant balloon. The capsule is designed to slowly lift passengers at 10 to 12 miles an hour so they will not experience G-force or turbulence, which I do believe one of the passengers on one of the recent things was sick for two days um, uh, 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 because of all those things. But that's the reason astronauts go through extensive training, because of the G-force, because of of getting sick up in space. So one of the tourists got sick for multiple days on their first launch up there. I think they spent, like, what, a week? So one of them was sick, but this is going to be more like a hot air balloon, which means you get to go up really slow which is kind of crazy to watch the ground disappear from underneath you at a rate of 10 to 12 miles an hour. Is that the entire speed all the way to the top? So is half of your ride getting up? Like how many hours does it take at 10 to 12 miles an hour to get into the stratosphere? You know what I mean? I'm curious. Oh, yeah, look at that. And that must be coming back down and landing, which was my other question. Worldview plans to land the vessel using a parasail, which can be developed in the stratosphere. Oh, which can be deployed in the stratosphere and allow for a smooth descent. I mean, I guess the spacecraft will be fully autonomous. With predetermined trajectories, ensuring participants will take off at the spaceport and land in the pre-planned location. (laughs) Wow. Worldview plans to launch sites all around the globe, specifically at locations that will connect participants to Earth and give them unique views of the planet and its curvature. Oh, oh, so to prove flat earthers wrong huh yeah somebody listened to me right no they didn't these guys are very smart and they probably planned this they were like we know how to shut them up we're gonna put these things all over the fucking place and you can go anywhere and get on one and see that the earth is not flat and hopefully they did listen to me and they give you the ride for free because i think they should but to go from two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a two to three hour road uh, uh, for a two to three hour trip to pay fifty grand for six to twelve hours it's already getting better, but is cheaper always better not always but sometimes it is so I hope it is this time um look at that huh that's crazy ancient. World Stratospheric Edition, list to build spaceports at, like the Grand Canyon, the Great Barrier Reef, Great Wall, uh, the Serengeti, and the Rainforest. Isn't that cool? According to the Worldview President and CEO Ryan Hartman, he wants people to see things like the animal migration in the Serengeti or the aurora lights from the edge of space It has to be something of wonder. It has to be something where people can connect to the Earth, Hartman told Insider. Yeah, I agree. Hartman explained the sites also have to be in place. The capsules can fly for around 100 days out of the year. He further said he wants the spaceports to contribute to the local economy like creating new jobs. The company plans to have 28 spare crafts throughout the system to fly four flights a day at each of the seven sites. The vessel can also be used for special celestial events like viewing the solar eclipse through. Wow. Really? Through they would be launched from the best viewing location on Earth and not necessarily at a wonder. Huh. That is fucking cool, man. The experience will cost fifty grand, and the pre-sale begins October 4th. Through the company said financing plans. So you can get this fucking financed. What? What? I almost want to do it. I almost want to do it. Oh, my God. Hartman explained he wants space tourism to be affordable and accessible to people, so offering financing was important. So you can get this financed. Uh, compared to competitors, 50 grand is cheap. That's what I just said. Yeah. Hartman said that the company is able to offer low price point because the natural resources used to power the spacecraft is less expensive than jet fuel and the vessel itself does not use rockets. Fucking what? Worldview is focused on the customer experience and said that the vessel will be nice but not over-the-top luxurious. However, the company plans to offer tour packages at each wonder that includes high-end excursions like snorkeling at the Great Barrier Reef or dining in Las Vegas. It's basically just another tourist attraction. That is so neat. The Explorer can carry eight passengers and two crew members while the spacecraft is autonomous. One operator will be on board to ensure everything is working correctly, while the second crew member will take care of the customers, like serving food and drinks. Ah, so it's going to be like paying on a fucking plane? That, I mean... I'm impressed. Hartman said that the capsule will be a comfortable bubble. It will be a comfortable bubble. And include a lavatory, bar, uh, and lie flat seats where passengers can look up at the stars or down at the earth through the porthole in the bottom of the vessel. (laughs) The experience is designed to be a short sleeve environment, meaning no spacesuit will be required. And the pressurization and temperature will be controlled, similar to flying in an airplane. Interesting technologies will also be on board, like a high-bandwidth data link so people can FaceTime while all with family or friends while they're on the ground and show them what they're experiencing. Yes! There will also be a camera so people can zoom into areas on the ground and see it up close on the monitors at their seats as well as old-fashioned telescopes so they can look at, at uh, constellations without light pollution. I mean, this sounds fucking awesome. The company experts to have expects to have a prototype of this Explorer in four to five months. And will begin test flights by mid-2022. The capsule is a clean sheet design, but it is the next generation of previous versions that completed three test flights. Huh. The goal of the Worldview space mission is to turn space tourism into Earth activism by allowing people to see our planet from a new perspective. The company said it hopes that the journey will inspire people to appreciate Earth and want to protect it. Very fucking cool. I thought that was awesome. That was great. I just learned something completely new. All right, my next one, I think it's very, very interesting because, again, our planet is either very unhappy with us or it's going through a change. Now, there was a giant report yesterday, su- northern mass southern new hampshire giant rumble i didn't feel it i didn't hear it but i guess it was heard by hundreds of people and they're trying to figure out what was going on they saw no earthquake there was no bombs no nothing but a bunch of people felt this and heard it and nobody knows what it is so hopefully i'll get an answer on that later this week but I thought I was like I didn't feel or hear a damn thing, isn't that weird? Um, But I guess it happened, and they're trying to figure it out. But this volcano erupted, um, you know, and and it's now making its path uh, to the sea, but it's chewing its way through. And as you can see, you can see the eruption site right here. And look at the size of this trail leading to the ocean. It looks like it's cutting the continent in half. I mean, according to this picture, I only see two halves. It looks like it's cutting it right down the middle. That's why I say that. I don't know what's what right now. Uh, But it is incredible to see this lava just cutting Through this, you can actually see the volcano from the infrared. And then this is where the lava is. What? I think that's further than the volcano that erupted in Paris. Was it Paris? Maybe. I think this is bigger. Right? I mean absolutely insane so here i got this i'm gonna play it it's it's only a minute and i just think it's important to learn about our planet and understand what's going on a little bit more than we do instead of just hearing there's a volcano let's hear what they have to say about the volcano and what this possibly means you know for all of us
1: lava engulfed more buildings on the spanish island of la palma on saturday the magma destroying everything in its path the red hot volcano eruption swallowed at least four buildings in the village of calejón de la gata according to reuters witnesses jose roberto sanchez lost land inherited from his parents because of the lava the land i had in toroque is all gone yes The memories of my parents, the inheritance I had there, it's all gone. There was also a series of 37 seismic movements on Saturday, with the largest measuring 4.1, according to the Spanish National Geological Institute. However, La Palma's airport did reopen on Saturday after being closed since Thursday because of ash, a Spanish air traffic operator said. Since the Cumbre Vieja volcano began erupting on September 19th, it has destroyed over a thousand buildings and engulfed acres and acres of land, according to the European Commission Copernicus Emergency Management Service.
0: About 6,000
1: people have been evacuated from their homes on La Palma, which has about 83,000 inhabitants.
0: That is so intense. I think this one. This volcano is moving so much faster than the other one. And I, I feel so bad that I can't remember. I think, always oh, always Hawaii. That's what it was. I don't know. Let me know if I'm right or wrong. Send me an email. Talking with Topher at gmail.com. But I think this one's moving faster. It's destroying more. And it's like, yeah, I know it's happening nowhere near me. But what if something took away my house took away everything that i owned took away everything i don't know what i would do right i just feel so bad for all the people that lose homes and you know don't don't have roadways and oh, i mean how much uh of the city is cut off from the other part you know what i mean like this causes a lot of damage and it's going to be A long time before they can repair it all. Because you can't just move lava. We don't have anything to move lava. The only thing we can do is move out of lava's way. That's it. So, absolutely intense. And let's see here. My last one of the day. This, I thought, was absolutely ridiculous, hilarious, uh, all of the above. Um, I don't. Uh, you may have already uh, seen it or heard about it, but this girl hits. I'm just gonna play the video, then we'll talk about it. Let's go now. from behind. Look, this. You are here, and she can't shoot. You see.
1: Do you have where it went in or where she drove into it? Or? You
0: look, you were here. And she can look BAM! Here she comes. Here she goes. Oh my Kinda God. wish they showed the first part last. Holy oh, oh, shit.
1: shit. Wow. How did you hit my car? You, you did that to the front of my fucking car. Oh yeah? <laughs> What's funny? Uh that's my new fucking car. Usually when you rear-end people, that's not how this works. Uh, It's okay, I'm gonna call the cops real quick. But yeah, you're saying that I hit you from behind. No, you hit me in the front of it. Remember when I was at a red light? You went in front of me and hit my car. Oh yeah? Okay. (laughs) That's
0: cool. Uh, Probably move the car from thing and I'll call the cops for you. World star!
1: You hey, mean,
0: hey, listen, do we hey, hey, I love you, oh, man. but just just hey, go back over there. Thank you. Thank you. I'm about to be the fuck out of this place. Just <laughs> are you fucking kidding me. <gasps> oh my god. What world are we living in today? What world? Who are these younger people? What is going on? I don't understand. Okay. So. Everybody knows. At least I hope so. If you hit somebody in the rear. You're at fault. Not the person. That got hit in the rear. So. Why. Is this girl thinking that. Maybe there's no evidence. And she's like. Oh well. You hit me. And it's like, no, you clearly ran through the light, whether it was red, yellow, green, doesn't matter. You went through the light. They obviously had another light that they were sitting at, and she wasn't paying attention. She's probably too busy on her fucking phone, is my guess, because everybody's on their phone nowadays. It is really dangerous out there with everyone on their phone. You need to get away from the phone and separate yourself from that thing, especially when you're driving. Just drive. That in itself is a task. So don't overwhelm yourself by trying to play on your phone while driving. It's not a good idea. Now, did she do that? I don't know. But what what's going through her brain That allows her to think she rear-ended somebody and it's his fault. And then she states that she was going through a red light. (laughs) So if you're going through a red light and you rear-end somebody, how is that their fault? I don't know. But this made me laugh. I thought it was funny. I hope you enjoyed it, because that's the podcast. Yeah, that's everything I got today. Um, As always, I just want to say thank you uh, to everybody out there for subscribing, watching, all the things I ask you to do, and you do them. It means so much to me. keeps me coming back here week after week, so I just want to make sure I say thank you to all of you. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Um, if you are new to the uh, if you are new to the podcast, watching, listening, you need to be subscribing. All right, you need to click that button. It's the most important thing you can do. It keeps me coming back here week after week. I greatly appreciate it. It's free for you. It's not free to do. So please be clicking that subscribe button. Also, if you want to help the podcast grow, make sure you set those alarms so you know when all the new episodes upload uh rate review share and comment all of that helps the podcast grow so please be doing all of those things i appreciate it so much i really do and then of course if you want to get more involved with the podcast you got the email t-a-l-k-i-n with tofer at gmail.com yeah get more involved maybe i was dead wrong on a few things Send me those. Maybe you have a story you want to tell. Send me that. But if you're going to send me a story, you need to put Slowdown in the subject line because you're going to get an opportunity to get free Slowdown merchandise. All right. And, again, you can send that all over to T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. And then, of course, follow me. I'm on social media. That's right. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Go there follow extra content throughout the week and again that's instagram twitter snapchat tiktok and facebook all right so i hope everybody out there enjoys the rest of their thursday i hope you have a great weekend and as always i will talk to you later